Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hi, this is the bad boy, Joey Janelle, and you're listening to the Going In Raw podcast. Joey Janelle always goes in. This is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to Going In Raw. Hey everyone, Kenny Omega here. In case you didn't know, we have an awesome kick butt show called Stephen Larson's Going In Raw, and they're going to be supporting AEW every week amongst many other things. Goodbye and smooch. Good night. Bye-bye. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson, taped live at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson, and of course, found wherever audio podcasts can be found. Larson, tonight on AEW Dynamite, we found out Mox's next two title defenses. Those were revealed the indie darling Warhorse made his debut, but perhaps biggest of all, not one, but two former WWE stars made their debuts. Uh, the first of which, Matt Cardona, FKA Zack Ryder, is now AEW. How do you feel about that, Larson? And who should Zach his Ryder, first... more like Jack Ryder. Man, Jack Daddy Riker. He was ripped. Yeah, he's he. Well, he was. He always looked great in WWE. He was always in good shape, man. But like when he came out with that shirt on, it looks like yeah. the, he looked like he was wearing a muscle suit, man. He was huge in the upper body, huge. I, I wonder, but let me ask you this though: How much of that might be attributed? Well, I'm sure he was working out quite a bit, but is some of that attributed to the fact that we had just seen ten minutes or so of Warhorse, who is not that? <laughs> because no, I said no, no. Uh, Matt Cardona put on some muscle. WWE guys he are generally pretty darn big, and he uh, he put on probably ten pounds of muscle. Oh, it was, I don't think, I, dude. He was big in WWE. He was in really good shape, but he was huge. Who should his first? He feud walked out be like with? this, like he couldn't put his arms down all the way because his his laps were so large, man. Yeah. Who should his first feud be with? Cody. Okay, they're going to tag team next week against yeah. the Dark Order. Dark Order's got a lot of matches. They've got a lot of people in there. In well, their when there's stable. like 100 members of the, the faction, I guess they can do that. There's a lot of people in Dark Order. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Cody, that'd be good. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like Zack Ryder, I always appreciated Zack Ryder. I always liked Zack Ryder. I'll be interested to see what Matt Cardona brings 
that's a bit different maybe from Zack Ryder. I mean, it was always unfortunate that the guy got himself over in WWE in the most organic and, in fact, uh, pretty revolutionary way for the time Mm -hmm. through the Internet, through YouTube, which nobody was doing at the time. We're talking like, what, 2009, something like that? I think 2010, yeah. Twenty, yeah, twenty ten, two thousand nine, two thousand ten, yeah, yeah. Um, so now he's in AEW. There's only a couple more high profile WWE names. Uh, Miro, mm-hmm. uh, who am I? Mean? Miro. There's like one uh, other the, the Mike and Maria. They haven't really that's Sarvino right signed with any place yet. That's although right. I think she said that she you know spoke highly of a potential return to Ring of Honor. So I guess uh-huh. that's uh, based on what we saw tonight from uh, oh Hugh Longheavy says Chris Hero. Um, uh, we saw tonight from Matt Cardona. It looks like he's more or less doing the same exact thing as he did in WWE. Well, did you did he fist pump at all? No, but he held up the L and the I for Long Island like he used to do WWE. He did the Rough Rider for his finish. It, yeah, but like, here's the thing, though. The same thing. The, the, <laughs> here's the thing, though. I'm totally trying to defend the guy. His shirt says Strong Island. He never said yeah. that in WWE, did he? All right, slight rebrand. Slight. <laughs> How do you he's make gotta, instead of, instead of helmet, can't do hold this up the, now? You got to throw up an S or something. You can't really do an S with one hand though. <laughs> you need two. Um, another huge, another huge name. Yeah, this was perplexing. That showed up. I had to, I had to look her up and make sure like my eyes were not deceiving me. Um, formerly known as Cameron in WWE, also known as the person who tried to pin her opponent. Naomi. Oh, her opponent. Was Naomi. Oh, was it Naomi at the time? I believe okay. it was Naomi was okay. lying on her stomach and, and Cameron tried to pin her. And yelled at the ref, said, count, ref. And he's like, she's on her stomach. Um, she. I had read an article about her, or I'm sorry, an interview with her a while ago where she, I wonder if, I wonder if this is the deal. I'm, if I'm not mistaken, she was in education. She was in, <laughs> from what I'm, from, I'm not mistaken, like special needs education, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which seems, which seems, I was like, man, she's terrific. I don't care if you can't, if you don't know which side of person you can pin. You know, if you're out there doing real good work, exactly, with exactly. you know, uh, with special needs kid, that's fantastic. I wonder if maybe the pandemic got her looking around for for places to work. Maybe I don't know, um, but uh, she's uh, now in AEW. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of shocking to see her because I didn't think that she'd be wrestling again. I just never really thought of her really much. But uh, good for her for getting this opportunity. She's going to be so is she going to be Nyla Rose's uh, tag partner in this uh, yes. tag tournament yes. thing. Yes, they explain what the rules for the deadly draw were. Yes, you got that right. It's lethal lottery, man. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows who their partner is going to be. I mean, is, they're both alliterative uh, things of random draws. So I just kind of put together. You're a pretty smart, dude. When Not you want really. to be. Um, yeah. If you were in the Lethal Lottery, if you and I were in the Lethal Lottery, obviously, usually we'd be considered a tag team, but we'd be split up for this one tournament. Who yeah. would you? Who in the wrestling community, Larson, would you least want to be paired with? You mean wrestlers themselves? The wrestling community, our peers in the wrestling YouTube oh, journalism I, oh, space. Oh man, that kind of sounds like a. <laughs> that's a, that's a that's, spot. That's I put really... you on. Yeah, I don't really. Mm-mm. I'm gonna say Sean Rossep. You know why? Because he's a smart cookie, and I don't want to be upstaged by anybody. He's also very tall. I want. Yeah, he's like really t- exactly. 
I don't, there's several Paul. several different avenues Paul. that I would feel like, and he's got like actual sources, and he's like a really nice guy. He has a filter, and I don't. Uh, like, there's any number of reasons I wouldn't want to be paired with him because he would just show me up. That's why. Anyways, see how I did it right there. There you go. Say something nice about the guy. Yeah, I can't. Uh, uh, like, I can't, I can't. I can't be that creative right now. I'm not that clever right now. <laughs> That's I'm all right, operating buddy. about like four and a half, five hours sleep. That's all right. I got you covered. It's all good. Uh, what did you think about AEW in general tonight? Man? Uh, it was kind of a something about it fell off from the get go. I don't know what it was. Again, maybe it's because I'm I'm short on rest. Um, but I didn't feel like the crowd attendance was as exuberant as they have been. Um, like there were some matches where the TV direction was awful. The mm-hmm. tag title match, the TV direction was awful. They missed mm-hmm. so many, so many spots, mm-hmm. so many spots. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It just kind of, uh, as a whole, yeah. Art Caven says Dynamite did feel off tonight. It just felt a little off. Yeah. I didn't really feel like a, like a whole lot of segments really came together. Like the uh, the just op- felt a little bit off. The opening match, the opening match, felt like. They had scripted, for lack of a better word, I guess. They had figured out the Orange Cassidy stuff in the first five minutes. And then it was just, let's just call it on the spot. Let's call a 10-man tag match. Let's just call in it the in ring, the ring. Yeah. <laughs> With like 10 voices just yapping away. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I it. I'll put it this way. This, this episode, to me, especially... I think the one thing that stood out to me was the MJF uh, uh, the speech, state of the AEW or whatever. That, to me, really felt like it needed a crowd. And now that I process the entire episode, I think maybe a lot of the stuff was just designed for an actual crowd. And maybe it just needed that. Maybe it just felt off because of that. I don't know. I, don't, I didn't necessarily think it felt off. Um I it, it felt like kind of par for the course for AEW for me, but uh, I saw that comment a lot. So who am I to argue with anybody on that? I mean, um, I'm a student of all Elite's products, so if something seems off, I yeah, notice it. You're you know? definitely uh, uh, the what, the the stan of the two of us. I enjoy all Elite. I watched a little bit. Of, I watched like five minutes of Dark the other day. Yeah, so that makes me something too. Um, so uh, so, anyways, I don't know, man. We'll. Uh, Let's just hop right into this. I wonder if it's because, yeah, I don't know, Excalibur was missing. Um, I think we can both speculate on that one. Anyways, uh, kicking things off here, we had, like I said, 10-man tag action, best friends and friends, Luchasaurus and uh, yes. uh, Jungle Jack, uh, versus the inner, the entirety of the inner circle. Uh, and uh, it started off uh, some comedy stuff. It was Hager and uh, Orange Cassidy. Going at it, uh, and then they start throwing around Marco Stunt. Uh, he gets on Luchasaurus's back at one point. Luchasaurus launched himself off the apron. That was cool stuff. But eventually, it just turned into like I mean, it was it was I have here in my notes a cluster F, but it was a relatively enjoyable cluster F. Like you know, there was there's lots of cool sequences going on. Um, it, it was all pretty. Yeah, I mean, I guess the match was sort of used just to set up Matt Hardy's. Well, two things, I guess. Matt Hardy uh, and Sammy Guevara getting right back into their feud. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then, of course, uh, Orange Cassidy and Jericho, they're, they're doing a rematch. And then, yep. and, But before that, next week, uh, we're going to uh, have a debate 
between these two guys. Yes, that should be fun. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's Jericho. Jericho's always good with those kind of things. Like you think mm-hmm. that he's gonna, you think that it's one thing. Like he, like dude, it's Chris Jericho, and he could even make a debate fun. Debates typically aren't that. Yeah. Um, yes. So yeah, uh, so, this opening yeah. match wasn't was was all over the place. I won't call it a mess. It was just all over the place. Yeah, it was. In the end, though, uh, the there was a uh, Matt Hardy's music started to play. It distracted Sammy Guevara, who was the legal man. Luchasaurus, the legal man on the other team, hit a choke slam and. Uh, what does he call his uh, black mass finisher? What is that? Tail whip. Tail whip. That's right. For the win. Uh, and then uh, Matt Hardy was just chilling out there in the crowd, sort of staring down Sammy. Uh, it didn't end there. But before we got to more inner circle Matt Hardy shenanigans, we had a Mox promo where he called out Cage, said uh, Ricky Starks is a punk biatch for attacking uh, Darby Allen from behind. And yeah. then he concludes by saying, I don't start fights. I finish them. It's kind of textbook mocks. Yeah, nothing's really changed for mocks. I don't know. It's, you, you can't really expect. Oh, it's just mocks. Yeah, it's just mocks. <laughs> just him. Uh, after that, we had uh, the, uh, I'm not gonna, I mean, is, I guess it would be an AEW debut. I don't think he's sticking around, but uh, Warhorse mm-hmm. taking on Cody for that TNT title. Hold um, on. What's, did you notice there was that QR code in the corner of the ring that if you want to order Burger King and just scan that and, and have some uh, the king would show up at your, your doorstep with a Whopper or two? I honestly thought that was targeted specifically at my fat ass because I was like, man, that sounds amazing right now. It did I had a good. steak tonight, but that really sounded oh, good, that too. that sounds good. I had waffles. <laughs> I made some blueberry. That sounds uh, great. Blueberry banana waffles. How, wait a second. How are you having any sort of bad day, man? If you had freaking waffles for dinner tonight, that sounds like a king's meal. It's because I slept like five hours. You I just sleep about some, six hours a day before. You got to get some teep a teep tonight, man. I'm sure as heck going to try, man. <laughs> hey, why is Goal it at the number be- one? The first, like, so how long well, this match goes like 10 minutes, right? Yeah, roughly. Now, earlier today during your preview, you said, and somebody else in chat mentioned this, that was this built up on Twitter, the idea that Warhorse uh, needs to go, f- can last five minutes against Cody? I bl- the, the way the the tweet Cody uh, put up where uh, responded reacting to the announcement of this match was I bet Warhorse essentially paraphrasing uh, he'd be lucky to last five minutes in the ring with me mm, so okay. I thought that was going to be something they would they would do not mentioned mm-hmm. uh, Cody didn't seem to be wrestling with any sense of urgency past the, five, the first three minutes mm-hmm. um, it just it, yeah. Mm-mm. I, I give it up to Cody, though, for trying to give these guys a showcase, you yeah, know, because that, that's what this was. I do feel like commentary in the first couple minutes, it actually just felt like they were assessing his pro wrestling ability, not and not in like a commentator way in like a recruitment way, you know, hmm. like Taz was talking. He was like, oh, yeah, that hip toss, that that, that was a solid looking hip toss. <laughs> I feel like that's something they would say if I executed a solid looking hip toss. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then they started getting a bit more into the story of it all. But I do kind of feel that with with Excalibur not there, you had these three old guys who just sort of like enjoy each other's company. And uh, and it, it, it felt like they got off off target a little bit here and there. Yeah, it did seem the the commentary in several moments was more stream of consciousness rather than telling the stories of what was going on in the ring. I'll agree with you there. 
I mean, it started to pick up a little bit when he started getting getting some offense in and started doing some things that were a bit more creative, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see, there was that one bit where they were doing like running the ropes, and then eventually Warhorse hits a clothesline. Uh, Cody rolled out of the ring at that point. During commercial, Cody got control of the match, uh, put on a figure four, but immediately it was flipped over. So the pain was then transferred, or the pressure was transferred pressure. to Cody. Cody. Uh, there was a cool bit where Warhorse, uh, Warhorse got a stomp onto Cody on the floor from the apron. Mm-hmm. Uh, top rope elbow got him like 2.9 or so. Yeah, that was that was really close. That was uh, really close. Near fall, man. Uh, in the end, though, Cody's targeting of Warhorse's leg was too much. Targeted. The targeted. He slapped a figure four on Warhorse originally, or uh, 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 when it first went on, he was trying to evade it. He trying was trying to fight to it off. off. Yeah, trying, trying to, to fight, fight it off. Yeah. Cody got it on. Tap a tap. Yeah. So after the bell rings, uh, Dark Order hits the ring. Uh, they send Warhorse out. Go after Cody. Arn gets in. He's ready to square up. He's ready to throw down against. Uh, <laughs> that, uh, that was rad. That yeah. was, I was. I want to see a spine buster. Instead, 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 instead. There's a motorcycle going by my house right now. That's why I said instead. Um, <laughs> Good motivation there. Uh, uh, jacked rider Matt Cardona hits the ring. Fends off the Dark Order, and man, why couldn't he have called? Like, do they, do they talk to lawyers about those? Matt Cardona is just too much to say. I don't like saying it. Yeah, why could he be Jack Ryder? Right, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, Jack Ryder. They see him. Hey, uh, you look huge. Why don't we call you Jack Ryder? And yeah. he's like, No, nah, I kind of rather go by my real name. Well, I'm Tony effing Khan. You're going to be Jack Ryder. Do you want a paycheck or not? Yeah. Do you want to so keep doing your silly freaking... You want to keep on doing your silly toy podcast <laughs> when they were talking about the toy? Hey, Matt Cardona loves toys. <laughs> um, so they all seem good and happy to see each other. So uh, uh, I would assume that uh, it's, uh, it's going to lead to a feud between the two of them. That would just be my my sense. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. So after that, uh, Tony Sh- uh, Schiavone comes out. He's seemingly ready to talk about all out AEW's next pay-per-view spectacular. Instead, he's interrupted by Jericho and the Inner Circle. Uh, they're furious about everything that's going on. They're drawing some lines in the sand. Uh, they're making some ultimatums. Uh, Sammy calls out Matt Hardy, calls him an SOB. Uh, Jericho calls out Orange Cassidy. He says in two weeks he will give Cassidy the rematch he wants. And uh, if Jericho, no, when Jericho wins again, Cassidy is going to owe him $7,000 for the blazer that he ruined. More than that, next week he's challenging Orange to a debate. With the very special guest moderator, who is it going to be? Is there an obvious answer that I'm not thinking of right now? Hmm. You know, it's gonna be great. Tyson. It's gonna be Tyson again. Lance Storm. He's officially. Uh, I think. I believe he. Well, I don't think he traveled the country. Probably not. 
be great if it was Lance Storm. Is Lance Storm with AEW now? No, nah, but he. Uh, I think he posted on Twitter that he's no longer furloughed. He's unemployed. Currently. Oh, yeah, yeah. He mentioned that uh, yeah, a little while ago. But I think that was just because of tra- travel restrictions. So I'm guessing he can't travel. But it'd be great if it was Lance Storm. It's Jericho's uh, tag team partner back in the day. Thrill, the Thrill Seekers, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, that'd be rad. That'd be rad. I was watching on w, uh, WCW had some... Uh, or Twitter had some like Lance Storm promo that I thought was hilarious. He was really good, man. Yeah, he was good. He was great. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that'd be great if it was him. Um, uh, then Jericho asked Santana, "What do I smell like? Do I smell like orange juice still?" He and said, Santana, "You smell like cat piss." Yeah. Whenever there's a dope fiend around, it smells like cat piss. <laughs> <laughs> Launch yourself off the balcony. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just go through the no off the balcony. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. After that, there was some sort of FTR legal proceedings. This was the highlight of the show for me. <laughs> I thought this was great. So I thought Cash Wheeler was hilarious in this whole thing. They're in a conference room, <laughs> and uh, they got a couple of uh, lawyers there uh, and FTR, and then Arn Anderson with the tucked-in AEW t-shirt comes in. Well, I love it because FTR is like, you know, we want to be, we're signing these contracts because if we want to be tag champs, we got to have these contracts. Mm-hmm. And since we want to be tag champs, we need a, a consultant, uh, someone to guide us. Tag the, team the inner workings of, yes, of, of tag team wrestling. Tag That's team contracts. Yes. <laughs> He's helping them negotiate their deal. It's like, you guys got your signing bonus. Yeah. So there's going to be strict adherence to the, uh, the the ten count between tags, yeah, and you only get you're, you guys are only going to wrestle in FTR matches, which I thought was funny because all those times they were in the the Lucha House Party matches mm-hmm. in WWE, yeah. yeah, yeah, we got that, and then uh, Cash was making a huge deal. Hey, we want Tag Team Appreciation Night hosted by FTR on August 12th. Is that in there? Is that in the is that in the paperwork? So August 12th, they're billing as uh, AEW Super Wednesday. I think is what oh. they called it. Like towards the, towards when they were announcing the stuff, all the, when they said, you know, these, these all are all the stuff that's happening next week. Like on the debate card with Jericho and, and, uh, and Cassidy at the top, it said AEW super Wednesday. So they're trying to manufacture hmm. a big deal type thing. So I think they're really targeting, targeting the, uh, the, the 12th. Wait a second. The debate isn't on, isn't on the 12th though. The debate's on the fifth. Uh huh. I don't know. So they they called something Super Wednesday. I don't know. No, I missed it, it completely. So who knows? Can't help you there. Sorry. There you go. So anyways, AEW's lawyer says, yeah, the language about tag team appreciation night is in there. They're signing the deals in walks. Hangman Adam Page with a bottle of whiskey and some glasses. He pours some drinks. He pours one for Arn. Arn's like, nah, not my speed anymore. Uh, Page and FTR cheers. They say, uh, I believe Page says, the the Mid Atlantic boys right again. They drink, and Cash is like, "Oh, it's cheap stuff." <laughs> it's cheap stuff. Well, okay, so he poured, he poured uh, uh, Cash and Dax like double shots. He filled up. Yeah, he filled it, up his whole glass. Yeah, he filled up his entire glass. And I think Paige said, "Yeah, I poured too. I poured too much. <laughs> I think I poured too much for myself." That was pretty funny. Yeah. So, dude, I don't know, man. Seeing this, I'm kind of getting the feeling. That Hangman is going to, it's going to be a splinter thing. It's going to be Hangman, FTR, and Cody as some sort of new four horseman thing, maybe. I don't know. Maybe not Cody. I don't know. Arn's been kind of like not that happy with Cody lately, though. Yeah. Maybe it'll be the other guy, uh, Sean Spears. Maybe it'll be Spears Mm -hmm. and Tully and Arn 
And then FTR and uh, what's his face, Hangman. I could, see, I could maybe see that. He doesn't seem like he wants to be a loner, dude. He wants to. He just wants a friend to drink with. That's what he wants. He wants drinking partners. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Gypsy, get out of here. Go but on. I can also just see AEW using FTR as kind of the, the 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 fulcrum that eventually and finally splits up Kenny and 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 Paige, but not necessarily to form anything new. Oh, they're gonna they're gonna come on, man. They're gonna do that cheesy stuff. They love WCW, WCW stuff all the time. They can't help themselves. If people want War Horse, they get War Horse. People want a new Four Horsemen, they're gonna get a new Four Horsemen. It's gonna yeah. happen. Gonna happen. We'll see. Uh, what happened next was the Dark Order taking on Hangman Page, Kenny Omega, uh, uh, Stu Grayson, Evil Uno. The Gypsy, want to take uh, take the co-host seat? Go ahead, go ahead. You you start this off. All right. Uh, so Brody Lee and Anna Jay, uh, they come down to the ringside area uh, with Uno and, and Grayson, but then they go up towards the commentary booth. Colt Cabana's there, too. He joins the commentary team. He's got a couple of little funny bits at one point. Uh, the commentary just asks him, have you joined the Dark Order? And Colt says, no, I, I, just, I just like hanging around. I just like hanging out with him, which I thought was fantastic. I thought Colt was great. Colt was great on commentary tonight. That bit where they ask him, hey, have you joined the Dark Order? He goes, no, I'm just hanging, I'm just out, hanging right out. out. I'm just hanging out. I thought that was yeah. awesome. Yeah, that was funny. I know that was good. <laughs> That was good. He always that seems, look on his face seems... at the end with Brody's like, you need to get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Huh? What? What? Okay. He's so chill with everything. Oh, he's so good. It's pretty funny stuff. He's so good. Uh, this match was all right. Um, but towards the end, uh, Dark Order's got some pretty innovative uh, uh, tag team combo offense. Yeah, like I, like, I like Stu. We know, I don't see Stu and uh, Evil Uno uh, uh, tag as much as I should, probably because most of their matches happen on Dark. Oh, is that why? Well, that's they were in the main event the other night. Oh, all right. Fighting, well. uh, fighting, uh, Willie Hobbs, I think, and uh-huh. his partner. I don't know who. So, uh, yeah. Anyways, no, yeah. This is a, this is actually a pretty fun match. Um, uh, of course, there was uh, some milling about at the beginning between Omega and Paige. Who's going to start the match? Kenny wants to start the match. Well, there's there a thing where, where, where Kenny is com- coming down for his entrance, and, and he comes out and sees Dark Order and Paige brawling. Mm-hmm. And so Kenny like separates, like, "Hey, what are you doing? You're not, you know, why are you why are you starting the brawl already?" I guess he'd see. I, I mean, I, I thought I saw Dark Order attack him, but maybe he didn't see that. Um, and so while he's like trying to deal with all that, Uno comes from behind, attacks Kenny. Yeah. We see the young bucks. They're watching the match in the crowd. That'll come into play later. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mentioned earlier that TV direction was garbage during this match. There's this great spot where Kenny sends uh, Stu Grayson into the corner. He does that spot. What you see him do is where he leaps over out of the, out of the corner over the ring post and takes someone out with the tope. Mm-hmm. And they just did the kind of GoPro shot of him leaping out of the ring, but you don't, you don't see the result. Mm-hmm. You're like he's got since I've seen him do it before. I kind of piece it together, but if you haven't seen him do it before, you're like, well, this guy just launched himself out of the ring. What the hell? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm with you on that one. There was other um, spots in this match, especially that really stood out. Like the direction was not good. Yeah. Uh, so in the end, though, uh, what is it? Uh, Uno got a V trigger to the head, and then Hangman and Kenny do their combo. Page gets the pin on Evil Uno. Uh, Mr. Brody comes down, starts berating Uno and Grayson while Hangman starts laughing, which is pretty funny. Brody gets on the mic. 
calls out Hangman, says, Kenny, it's so nice that you showed up. And uh, he's like, I see you got your friends with you too. So the Bucks come down. Ton of Dark Order guys attack. FTR come out, help even the odds. They're all standing tall. Yeah, they brought the cooler with them and chucked it at, uh, at Brody Lee. They love those single-use coolers, those don't they? Those styrofoam coolers, man. Uh, did you mention that Anna Jay is another mm-hmm. member, another new member of the Dark mm-hmm. Order? Okay. Yeah, she was standing with uh, Brody near the commentary booth during mm-hmm. the match. Uh, Britt uh, Baker had a, 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 another note to pass to Tony, and uh, she, he says, I got another note. Britt wants to, she wants to say something about Big Swole. And so Britt said something about Big Swole. She said, I know you're in the tag team tournament, and I'm going to give you a shot at me, but only if you beat an opponent of my choice. Who's that opponent going to be, Larson? Abaddon. Could be. It should be. Abaddon's scary. Super scary. That's a good choice. Good choice. Uh, Next we had a, I don't think it was a title match. Was it a title match? I said it was a night of title matches. Maybe it was. Uh, Diamante taking on Hikaru Shida. Uh, yeah, Diamante had a, a brief video package in advance. Uh, before the bell, uh, Hikaru Shida offers her hand to Diamante. She shoves her. Uh, match begins. Um, uh, Even yeah. chat is confused. <laughs> Jorge, says, Jorge says it wasn't a title match, Larson. And then Hugh Alonga, he says... It was. And then Sean Callahan, Sean O'Callahan says it wasn't. And Sandra says, yes, it was. Nobody knows if it was a title match. Now they're just messing with us. Hold on. Hold on. Carry, carry on. Go through this match real, uh, while I, I, I investigate. Diamante was in control of the vast majority of this match. Like basically the entire thing. And then I didn't see the finish. So uh, you're so going go to have to carry that one. Sorry to interrupt. I go to AEW for their show preview where they have the graphics. No graphic for this match. <laughs> That's okay. It didn't matter. Like, Sheeta was going to win pretty easily. There was no reason for it to be a title match for Diamante, so if it was, it wouldn't have made any sense. Yeah, I know. She was, just I mean, no, 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 no. They were just, dude, she's not even contracted there. That was what they were saying in the beginning, oh, is yeah, that yeah, she's yeah. wrestling for a contract. I guess and if you beat the, And if you beat the champion, uh, you'll have a pretty good shot at actually getting yeah, a yeah, contract yeah. there. Uh, outside of the, the TNT championship scene, um, yeah, you need to be a, a contracted wrestler for AEW to qualify for any championship. <laughs> like that. So Asian Murray here says it was advertised as one, but they dropped it. All right. They are falling in. They're, they're like, hey, WWE does it and it works. Maybe they realize, oh, we have this whole skit uh, with FTR that's, that's centered around the idea that they have to actually work for the company, get a title <laughs> yeah. shot. So yeah. we can't have that. Have this be a title shot when Diamante is fighting for mm-hmm. a contract. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had a card which had the rules for the women's tag title. Oh, tag sorry, dude. Cup. What? Uh, how did that match finish? Because I didn't see it. The Sheeta match. Oh, Sheeta hits her with a Falcon Arrow. Diamante kicks out, uh, and she starts to get up. And Sheeta just like basically takes her head off with the Shining Wizard to get the win. Okay, that's what I figured out. One thing we didn't mention uh, during the opening bout is Sammy Guevara hit uh, Jungle Boy with a Feast Your Eyes. That was stiff. I was legit worried for Jungle Boy there. There was and another. Aubrey went to go check on him. That there was, was another nasty. spot in that match, and I want to say it was a move that Santana took that looked really ugly, and I don't remember what it is now. A Rana of some sort, maybe laying on his head. I don't know. 
Anyways, uh, after that, was this the Vicky Guerrero? Uh, so they, they they talk about the rules of the tag tournament. Yeah, so there are draw. There's a random draw. All the selections are final. Can't be appealed. Essentially, uh, each competitor will draw a card of a color. There's matching cards of each color, and then you know, uh, in the instance we got, um, uh, Nyla drew a purple card, uh, and then uh, uh, gosh, who was doing the interview for this? It was oh, Dasha. It was Dasha. Thank you. Thank you. Um, says, oh, as, as luck would have it, Solana has already drawn a purple card, and that's when. Uh, Ariane walks in. Mm-hmm. And then she so, turns around and she's like, uh, I'm like, yep, I'm back. And then I was like, who is that? And then they said, uh, uh, Ariane. Mm-hmm. Is that her name? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and I was like, okay, I still don't know who that is. And then I, I looked it up and somebody mentioned on Twitter Cameron. And I was like, oh. oh. Yeah, when she, when she walked in, I was like, oh, I remember her. Yeah. She had like a blonde hair in WWE. <laughs> I think. Did she at one point have blonde hair? Well, I'm going to look up that great spot when she tried to pin. Uh, <laughs> uh, after that, we had MJF state of the industry address. I'm st- still not exactly sure how I feel about all this. Um, it's a pretty elaborate way for him just to challenge Mox for a title, uh, a title uh, issue, a title challenge for all in or all out. Um, and I can't remember who it was. My apologies. Someone here in chat before we started, I believe, said, "Doesn't it seem like this promo would have been more fitting if it were directed towards Cody?" Yeah, because Mox is not an EVP, and they have kayfabe the EVPs. So there is that. Correct. The bigger issue for me was that this was by the end a babyface promo. Mm-hmm. Because it was like, again, the heel that makes good points, but these are mm-hmm. points that would get a crowd riled up mm-hmm. and he would have the crowd firmly behind him, regardless of the fact that he started with, hey, fans, I mean, uh, Marks or whatever. Um, like he started out as like, you know, being condescending to the AEW universe, um, took a bunch of shots at WWE using mocks to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but by the end. You know, this was a raw, raw AEW. I'm AEW. I'm going to lead the people in AEW fans want to know that their homegrown guys are loyal. MJF in character should actually be saying, I am going to the highest bidder. Yeah. If I, that means I leave AEW, then so be it. That really should be his character motivation. But this was a very, by the end, a very raw, raw, I am AW, I bleed uh, black, white, and gold. Um, it was very much like that. A crowd would have been popping hard for this because he's already the kind of guy that people want to cheer for. Yeah. It's just he's a bad guy. Yeah. Um, so, uh, which, if that's what they want, then great. That's cool. That would have been mission accomplished, Mm -hmm. but this was, this was not like a, a a heel promo at all. People don't like that mocks that much, (laughs) you know, people like mocks, but but not that much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, uh, MJF referenced Hogan stone cold. Um, was the two, uh, most obvious ones. Uh, so he says, uh, you know, I haven't, Usually I'm not in the ring for something two weeks in a row. And there's a reason for that because somebody's tired of being upstage. And that's why it's time for a change. Uh, one person, uh, there's one, 
sorry, there was one person back when this company started who wanted a paradigm shift. First idea that he's talking about mocks. He says this originally started as a revolution has turned to a dictatorship, which is why uh, Mox is not MJF's champion. He says wrestling is on the marquee when AEW runs shows, but where is the wrestling? All he sees is a bunch of people doing all sorts of crazy stuff, risking their life. Um, and fans have been brainwashed to thinking that this, this is wrestling. And here you got Mox doing stuff, cosplaying as Stone Cold. Because everybody wants to talk about ratings, which is why John, as he calls him, Dictator John, is treated so well. But who draws better numbers than Mox? MGF claims he does. Um, he says, due to the Mox and the old guard, uh, AEW is no longer a land of opportunity. But he, MJF, can lead AEW the promised land. He is AEW. Uh, he'll be leading the company for the next 20... This is all babyface stuff. He'll be leading the company for the next 25 years, and this is why he's making a promise that he's just going to turn just happy to be a competitor AEW to, into AEW's pinnacle of professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. And that's when he challenges Mox to a title match at All Out. Yeah, so he's finally cashing in his number one rating. Hey, plug in, plug out, please. Um, <clears throat> he's finally turning that number one uh, ranking into a, a title match, uh, which is cool. I do think this would have been. I mean, look if they want if they want the crowd to be legitimately split. Sometimes those are the best matches. Sometimes those are the best environments. They're not going to have fans by all out. But you know, if that's what they still want to present, then that's 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 fine. That's great. I think it, it worked wonders. I think that this was a little on the long side. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but I don't know. I mean, MJF is a big deal. Not a bigger deal than Mox, and I don't know that this. I mean, he might take Mox to the limit, but do you think now is is MJF's time? If it is, that his Mox's reign is. I mean, it's been it's been like a steady thing for AEW. I think it's like, hey, we've got a top guy, a legitimate top guy, a guy with great name recognition. Everything that MJF said, he's legitimate. He's in the top spot, but like hasn't been the best rain in the world. And I know some of that is due to pandemic and JR tonight. Like you said, everybody blames everything for the pandemic. I couldn't do my laundry. Blame pandemic. But uh, I, th- I think to a certain extent, that's just kind of, that's, that's mocks. I think, I don't know, man. I think you put mocks in a decent story and I think you might have something. And I just don't think that there's been anything with a good story presented to him. Hasn't been. I think there's been really good stories in AEW presented for various wrestlers. I think we've seen that a lot with Cody. Cody can whip up a great story for himself with with ease, seemingly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. With Mox, it just sort of seems like okay, you got another big guy. Time mm-hmm. to do a prom do do your do your promo that you do. Yeah. yeah. And then you're gonna have the match, and you're yeah. gonna look immediately gassed, and then you're gonna do a paradigm shift. Yeah, you're, you're going you're gonna to get or beat t- up for 15 minutes or you get a paradigm shift and you're going to win. Or Taz is going to throw in the towel. Yeah, because um, you're suddenly a submission wrestling uh, expert, Mox. But there hasn't been somebody, and maybe in the next over the next month, uh, they will find a way to make this interesting and give us some idea of, oh, wow, because this mean, was a good start. It was. Is there anybody that can get Mox out of his, his rut? The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. 
we can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's list is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. It's going to be MJF. May have no other reason. MJF probably isn't going to win. Um, but if it's, this is a way to kind of get Mox out of the rut he's been in as champ, mm-hmm. uh, I guess it'd be worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they announced next week we're getting Cody and uh, Matt Cardona taking on, uh, I believe it's Alex Silver and, no, Alex Reynolds. Wow. Reynolds is silver. John Sound silver. like me right now. Man. Uh, we got an MJF update. And then we get. The Elite, so it's Kenny, the Young Bucks, and Paige, as well as FTR, versus like every other member of the Dark Order that's not wrestling Cody and Matt Cardona. So it's a six-on-six <laughs> six tag match. All your favorites from the Dark Order, including four. One, two, three, three <laughs> six, ten. Uh, I, believe, then, I believe Reynolds and Silver are five. And, no, yeah, no. Five is I, Alan Ingalls. I, I thought he was six. No, he, no, was, he was five. five. Yeah. So then Silver and Reynolds must be three and four. No, who's one and two? Oh, it would be Uno. Stu and Uno, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Reynolds right. and Silver, three and four. Good job. Yeah. Well, uh, so next, our main event, Darby Allen and John Moxley taking on Ricky Starks. John Moxley. Brian Cage. So at first, Darby's music hits, but no Darby Allen. Where is he? Where's of course, we heard he had been concussed. Ugh. So you really can't. It's not advisable to wrestle a wrestling match when you when you're weak off concussion. Problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we Mox comes down the ring. We go backstage. Taz has a mic. He's there with Cage and Starks. Uh, and Taz is like, "Hey, where's Darby at? Oh yeah, uh, Ricky beat the hell out of him last week." And Taz goes to Cage. Goes here. Step in front of me. So some people don't get pissed off. Because so I guess maybe there's people online saying that oh. Taz has been too front and center. Oh. 
I haven't heard that criticism, but I under I get it, huh? Because he has been. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. And then he starts putting them over, saying, you know, like describing all of his impressive musculature, comparing it to things. Taz has me dead, and like, look, I'm entertained. He makes me laugh. I don't know that that's what he's going for. Look at these. Look at these lats. Look at these delts. Oh my God! Look at this right here. And then, of course, we got Ricky Starks. Ricky, here's the microphone. I got to go. Mm-hmm. And then he runs back to commentary. And yeah. so Ricky Starks gets on the mic. I I love Ricky Starks so much, man. I think he's so I think he's got the, like, the entire time you got Taz and Cage on the screen, you can't stop looking at Ricky Starks. The guy has got that camera charisma that not everybody has. Mm-hmm. And he gets on the mic, and I kind of feel like he wasn't, as smooth as he was in NWA, it might be a difference in the fact maybe he likes to to to, to preach to a, a, a crowd. Um, maybe he needs to finish this match. He was nervous about taking some thumbtacks. That's you texted me when you saw that finish. You're like, I wonder if he was just nervous because like that finish was horrible, and he knew that he was going to have to take that. Um, regardless. He's great. He's miles ahead of where he probably should be given his age because I'm sure he's probably young. Um, he's absolutely he's he's so terrific. Yeah, uh, that Ricky line Starks about is great. Darby where he says you look like Pigpen and wrestle like a crash test dummy. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, that was good stuff. Uh, so, anyways, they go out to the ramp. So, what was the premise of this? Were they were they saying Mox, you have to choose one of us to fight? No, I think the idea was going to be a handicap match. Oh, they were going to do the okay, okay. So they I come out. Taz set it up, yeah. Okay, and then Darby Allen comes falling down off the tunnel onto uh, yeah coffin drop on the top of him, yeah, yeah. And then and then Taz is at commentary already. He yells, "It's a trap! They trapped us!" Taz kills me, dude. He's so funny. He's so, I don't know if he means to be. He is funny, man. Uh, this is a pretty, it was a no DQ match, and it was pretty straightforward in that regard until uh, Darby produced the, just the board of a skateboard with a bunch of thumbtacks on the bottom oh, side. Oh, boy. Oh, but they but they booked Cage really really strong in this match. Like moments, moments. Except his arm is like made of uh, <laughs> of, of silly string. Yeah, it is. It is. He's, Anybody he touches does, his arm, he sells he sells it like he got blasted with a chair. That part of the machine is pure rust. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like how long is that gonna be a story for three years? I guess so, man. I guess so. Yeah. As soon as anybody touches it, it's just he's ah. <laughs> so oh. so anyways continue on alan pulled out the skateboard that didn't have it didn't have wheels it just had tacks no. yeah so he gets that he whacks uh starks with it and it goes to the top hits the top rope uh, double stomp with the board underneath his feet right into ricky stark's back but the All thing the is it wasn't like bang off it Scrapes. was he slid down. off the guy, off the poor guy's back, and so the camera, like immediately, this guy is bloody. Just there is, he is ripped. This is like Passion of the Christ. He is ripped open, man. And the camera catches it. He's got thumbtacks stuck in his back. Yeah, my seventy-inch screen TV is red. Oh my god. Oh, <laughs> and of course, That's Brian up. Cage can't break up the pin. Why? Because Mox has him in an armbar. <laughs> Hey, Cage, we got to chop that arm off. It's a liability. You do better one up. (laughs) I mean, 
at this point, maybe. Uh, Mr. Dark says Cage needs the Iron Mike Sharp arm brace. He needs one. He needs one of those, those, those Barry Bonds uh, uh, arm things that he wore whenever he went up to, to hit. Did that you ever see... Wrist to like mid-upper arm. Did you ever see uh, the cutscene Samoa Joe from uh, d- 2K20's career mode? He had like a robotic arm or something. Yeah, yeah. He needs that. Uh, my favorite part from this match is actually, uh, so Lacey came home from work. She's sitting there eating her steak like Vince next to me. And uh, she looks up and she sees Cage cradling Darby Allen and says, why is there a baby boy out there? <laughs> it's funny. Ricky Starks is taller than I figured he'd be. Yeah. Like he's at least as tall as Cage is, but I mean well, Cage, Cage is in the top. Is, he's not the Cage tallest is, guy in the world. No, Cage but is maybe six feet tall. I thought Ricky Starks is like Darby size, but we go toe toe to toe with Darby. He's like significantly bigger than Darby Allen. Yeah, yeah. Darby's not tall. You work for Evolve. So, anyways, uh, yeah, Ricky Starks uh, ate the pin on that one. Yowza. Uh And then next week they announced uh, next week uh, Darby Allen, the number number five in the rankings. Yeah. It's getting his match against Mox. So they're on opposite side of the rings. Uh, Darby looks over at Mox, stares at the belt, points at it. And then while he's pointing, they say that Tony Khan has made the match. Uh, title match next week. Yep. Let's answer some questions. I, I think I did a thread on the Patreon. Let me double check. <clears throat> we got a bunch of questions here. Uh, Fear and Loathing says Lacey had steak. What did Steve have for dinner? I had steak too, man. We got a two pack. Did you get some of those Omaha steaks? Ah, just Winco, wherever they get their cows from. <laughs> wherever they get their cows from. R. <laughs> uh, uh, Lopez Ortiz says, in uh, his opinion, MJF shouldn't go after Moss because, as the AEW homegrown guy, he's going to get backed by the people ultimately. Omega should beat Mox, and then MJF should beat Omega for Ultimate Heat. Then you have Hangman beat MJF. It kind of it. It, it depends on how uh, it depends on how. Look, if it depends on what direction they want MJF to go in. I mean, if they if if he gives if this raw raw speech. Is like the opening salvo of a basically a babyface campaign. If he, if, you're right. Story wise, if they turn this into uh, an AEW guy versus an intruder, regardless of what Mox says, the fans are going to be back in MJF. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see where they go with that because that speech was something else. Yeah. Uh, Hugh Long heavy. I, uh, he did some Twitter hunting, and the Sheeta versus Diamante match was not a title match. But AEW was saying that Diamante was challenging Sheeta in singles competition. What is she, the Rock and Rebel? Joe Juarez says so. The Demo God Chris Jericho is turning five zero fifty this year. Wow. What should his gimmick become once he's no longer part of the key demographic? Well, he is part of WWE's key demographic. Oh, wow. Because wow. from what we've heard, WWE's audience skews older. Uh, well, there you go. Uh, Nemo asks, Do does Hager's tights look like boxer briefs to anyone else? Mm-hmm. Is, using, is using actual underwear worse than normal wrestling trunks? 
Yeah, that's worse. A ball could pop out. Mm-hmm. One thing. Another well, thing. Mean, it'd be kind of tough for like boxer briefs when they're actually tight fitting around the your thighs. It'd be kind of theory. We're walking around Hollywood with our friend Evald out. once. Yeah. And there was an old man that had to be pushing eighty. But he was on his walk. He was like on his morning walk or whatever. I don't know what why we were out in the morning. But he just had a pair of bro like he had like a normal like like a track jacket and like a yeah. shirt underneath and like a, a, a headband or whatever. Yeah. And boxer briefs. He, I think he thought they were like shorts. Yeah. I'd never seen Evald laugh so hard before. What, his ball was hanging out? No. Oh, all right. But there was the, I guess, the potential that could happen. Oh, well, I guess It was maybe. the fact that this old guy was just oblivious to the fact that he was wearing underwear, that he left the house. <laughs> he was wearing underwear and didn't realize it. God, he was, he was laughing so hard. Uh, beans from the East. Cody said there is no bad and good guys, so I guess he wants to show that, uh, that with MJF. Yeah, I, I, I sort of got that vibe, but that's going to backfire because people are not going to be into mocks. Yeah. Uh, but Thomas Dunnigan now says, kayfabe reasons why Jake Hager enjoys wearing boxer briefs to the ring. It's going to be looks- comfort. He looks good. I mean, look, if I look like that, I'd wear boxer briefs everywhere, too, just like that old man in Hollywood. Uh, our Lopez Ortiz, Mox versus Jericho was awesome. Everything leading up to it was great. I think Mox is a wrestler who needs crowds. That wasn't a bad feud. The stuff with the eye was good. That, yeah, I thought the, way the stuff in, with the, the eye was segment really was good. good. Yeah. Mox versus Kenny, I thought was great. The actual match was really good, yeah. And the the build actual was match good too. was good. Yeah. Uh, Twinewinder. What's more likely, New Japan has a relationship with AEW or New Japan has a relationship with Impact? AEW. I just... Impact is... As you always used to say. I'm not sure what Impact... These days, you you kind of need the bigger platform. I'm, New Japan. I don't, know, I don't know what New Japan would gain from a partnership with Impact at this point. New Japan. Uh, especially now, given that like a bunch of their talent is over here, like an exchange would be. Like, why not? You know. I think I think they should probably do it. I think it it benefit them quite a bit. I think it benefit AEW quite a mm-hmm. bit. Uh, R. Lopez Ortiz. I was at Revolution. The energy for Mox was insane. Place was going wild for his win, and then the pandemic hit. Remember at uh, Double or Nothing, we were there when he made his debut. Oh, it was shocking! It was great. People were yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, also the thing about Impact now didn't like isn't like New Japan. I mean, given the whole Axis thing, how they like basically like either booted New Japan off or New Japan was like, no, I'm not going to do this. Yeah. I think the blood is probably pretty bad between those two companies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sandra says, I was hoping uh, Yoshihiko would make his AEW in-ring debut fresh off the match with uh, Joey Janela. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Joey Janela's got to be... Probably hurting right now. Yeah, he's got to be pretty sore right now. Uh, Derek Paris France. Uh, who is someone not featured prominently on the main show 
that you think can be AEW World Champion five years from now? He says Kip Sabian. I think if Kip adds like 20 pounds of muscle, that's a possibility. Yeah, maybe. I'm trying to think who else is in five years. Five years. Not featured prominently right now. I mean, Lance Archer's not featured prominently right now. I love that he was ringside just chilling. He was like, oh, these guys are wrestling. That's cool. If they if they booked him like he did when he debuted and having Jake there just dropping awesome promos for him, he could definitely be heel world title contender. Why haven't they been doing that? They've got Jake the stake there. Have him every week doing something. That is weird. I know. That is actually really weird. Uh, Asian uh, Murr, Rick, uh, RIP, Ricky Stark's back. That scream of pain. Yeah, that was rough. Uh, Peyton Jackson, what do you think Matt Cardona's ceiling is in AEW? TNT champion. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'd have to see what they're going to do with him first. This is a good question from Adrian C. Ricky Starks versus Sammy Guevara. Who you got for long-term success? Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks, easily. Oh, man. He's got that charisma, dude. Yeah. He's better on the mic. He is better. He's he's much better on the mic. Like Sammy's Sammy's got his charm. Don't get me wrong. I like Sammy Guevara a lot, but man, Ricky Starks is a guy. If if he oh. he's he's gonna he's gonna go far, dude. Sorry, but I would change my answer for that question a little bit back. Lance, it's not Lance Archer. It's Scorpio Sky. Gareth Nichols says uh, uh, Scorpio Sky has been uh, racking up wins on Dark. Is he the perfect guy to beat Cody in the Open Challenge? For sure, that opportunity to be saved for new indie talent. Anybody who's coming in to challenge that TNT title that isn't signed um, is, is not winning it. Um, and short of, I can't think of anybody on the independence they would actually say for maybe maybe Jeff Cobb. Mm-hmm. If Jeff Cobb showed up and beat Cody, it would be shocking, but I wouldn't be like, oh, that's way out of left field. Because Jeff Cobb is like a really well-known, well-established name in, in, you know, uh, in, in wrestling around the world. Yeah. So Ricky Starks was trained by Booker T. Oh, yeah. It's pretty cool. That's cool. Uh, Church Jackson asks, Steve, what is son of a bitch in Spanish? Son of El Bitch, apparently, according to Sammy Guevara. Fear and loathing. What perks would you want in your wrestling contracts, and who would you choose to help go over it, and why is it Taz? Wait, what? Wait, what, what, what? What perks would you want in your wrestling contracts, and who would you choose to go over it? Oh, Why yeah. is that person Taz? <laughs> if I was serious about trying to get it, would not be Taz. Wait, what is this right here? What is this? Well, that's, that's just the cover letter right there, man. That's just my name. What? That don't make no sense. Taz, go away, please. Who would I have? Uh... Who would I have go over it? Uh, I mean, Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson's a really good choice. Arn wanted a laughter in that entire segment. I it know, was it's hilarious. Great. He wasn't taking it seriously for a it was bit. Great. It, it was, was hilarious. Great. I'd have Jake. This. I'd have Jake, man. I'd have Dean Malenko. Oh, wow. Okay. The Iceman. Dean Malenko. The Iceman. All yeah. businessman. Yeah. 
He would just be looking out for grammar mistakes. That's fine. Because sometimes, you know, if, 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 if there's something that's grammatically incorrect that can later be used against you because it's, it's vague, it's ambiguous, you'd be you like that taken care of. You'd be like, Dean, Jake was able to get Steve like three main event slots. And you, I don't have any of that in here. He's like, earn it. <laughs> like, well, that's what you say, Dean. You're my, you're my advisor here. So, all right. What's your name again? Oh, man. Can you teach me some holds, Dean? I only know 12. <laughs> Fine. Hold the door for me. Walks out. What a great hold. <laughs> Gregory Faya was watching a Good Brothers interview, and they were talking about the Boneyard match, and the Undertaker apparently said some druids couldn't work and should have gone back to summer school. Wow. No question there. Just a great story. Uh, Go back Jorge, to summer school. Jorge D, what could AEW do to make people watch Dark more? There's just a lot of wrestling. There's a lot. Two hours. It's like, isn't, it, isn't, it, isn't that show longer than like Dynamite, technically speaking? I think it's like two straight hours. Then it would be if that's the case. Isn't Dark is two hours, isn't it? Or is it usually uh, one? Hour? It's just one hour usually, isn't it? It started as one hour, but I don't know if it's expanded. So, you know, they this, had like 12 matches on it. Oh, it's one hour. Yeah, they had like 12 matches this week, though. Are there? Is it when they have like the super dark, when it's like like super long? I thought they've had like an hour and a half. It depends. People are saying it depends, and they're saying it's one So hour. this week it was almost two hours, an hour and 50 minutes. Okay. All right. Uh, I mean, so from what I under, from what I've heard, from what I've heard, the main thing uh, that's true. Raven Lafleur says, ask, uh, "Allow Steve to co-stream." That's true. Um, from what I've heard, there's a lot of incon- non-consequential and Peter Avalon and Brandon Cutler trying to put yeah. together a win, which yeah. I actually would appreciate. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't. I just it, 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 you know when when I look at the card and I see it's always name wrestler versus jobber. I mean, I look. Where's I Where's the intrigue? Where's the yeah, intrigue? Yeah. You know, I got gotcha. you. Uh, Dang MQ. Vicky's reaction to Cameron was great. It was a not you again type of reaction. Yeah. Uh, James Fletcher, who will be the next big indie talent to take in Cody? Uh, and to take on Cody Souther, sorry, and name one you could see winning. Cal Jack and Cal Jack, Cal Jack and Cal Jack. Mm-hmm. Uh, Goldie Vorman is, uh, says prediction is Scorpio Sky will beat Cody for the TNT title. I think that'd be great. That would be awesome, and I think it'd be. I think it's reasonable. Uh, R. Lopez Ortiz. It, I think it also depends on what happens with Omega. If Omega goes cleaner, Omega, then no one will be more over. Oh, sorry, will be as over as Kenny, because that's what everyone in the U.S. has wanted from Omega in AEW. It'd be pretty great. Uh, Steve Klein. Does Frankie Kazarian look five years younger since growing his hair out? Yeah, he does look younger. Yeah. Oh, that's a yeah. good. That's a good one. Asian Mercer. Simon Miller for TNT title shot. The H there champion. You there you go. Zondo, Mox's title run hasn't been good, but really, who was the last top title holder to have a good run? Jericho. Jericho was great. His reign was was awesome. O-Dog missed the Impact live stream. Really want to know how K- uh, Steve reacted to the Katie Forbes segment, entrance, and photo reveal. You can, you'll never know, because we had to delete the VOD. That's part of the rules. Um, my reaction, I think I was like this. 
<laughs> most of the time. That's uh, a, that's an, an interesting couple. Katie Forbes and RVD. Uh, easy mode. Uh, MJF promo turned me off from Mox match completely. Oh, wow. So, uh, one person. Not sold on that match. Not sold. Not sold. Moses supposes when Cody loses his belt, do you think it'll be due to one of these open challenges or a feud that culminates to a match? You know what it should be? It should be a feud, and it should be Scorpio Sky. And after one of these open challenges with another indie talent, Scorpio Sky should attack and say, I've been racking up wins on Dark, and I want my shot. Enough of bringing in other people. You have a, a whole roster full of people here. I want that. And then he yeah. gets it. That's good. Boom. I booked it. It's good. R. Lopez Ortiz, how would you all book the AEW New Japan Partnership? Uh, he says, I would have the G1 winner Randley show up on a dynamite reveal that the new partnership allows them to challenge for the AEW championship. How about this? The uh, Kazuchika Okada pro wrestling title. Yeah. The, <laughs> the king of pro wrestling title. Nice. The Could be what title. it stands for. <laughs> he was apparently it was his idea. Yeah. When I bet when I back and I actually watched that press conference, apparently it was his idea. So the Kazuchika Okada pro wrestling title should be the gateway. It should be the mm-hmm. one that travels the territories. Yeah. Shows yes. up in WWE, NXT, Agreed. AEW, Impact, Impact, Connecticut. Zondo, Cage versus Moose versus Cardona for all the fake titles. Who wins? <laughs> Moose. Give me a break. It's Moose. This guy's a million bucks. Steven Hansen. Should Moxley be having more hardcore matches? They're his forte, and he's losing the Moxley edge that made him popular and slowly going back into Dean Ambrose. Uh, I kind of hope that next week the match with Darby has some sort of no DQ stipulation. Because uh, they've had a match before, and I think it was pretty. It was a pretty. It was a standard match. It was fine, but if you really want to up the ante a little bit, would would MJF drop his campaign if Darby Allen wins next week? No, because he would just he would, just, it, he, he, would he would pivot mm-hmm. his campaign. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pivot. <laughs> he got to pivot. You got to listen, start listening to your aides and pivot. Ryan K. Lamb, out of all the recent WWE firings, has Matt Car- Cardona's debut been the most lackluster? He's kind of showed up. Uh, I kind of feel like the Good Brothers was the most lackluster. Yeah, it was the very end of Slam Anniversary. Like, okay. AEW, everybody else at this point has people in their crowd. Might not be a lot. Might not look great. New Japan has people back. WWE has 50 people in the crowd or whatever. AEW, their stuff looks pretty good considering. Sorry, I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but Dang MQ said, uh, says Heath. Heath Slater. Oh, that's the worst. Backstage. But okay, I think... Again, this sort of goes to what we were talking about Monday in relation to where they were. And I know the Good Brothers weren't like in a great spot in WWE, but they were in the Boneyard match. They were tag champions there. Mm. They had a relatively high profile. Yeah. And then they just sort of mill about at the end of Slammiversary with like nobody in the building. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, Heath is Heath. He was on TV. That's more than he was doing. And oh yeah, Kurt Hawkins. There you go. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's had like two very generic, really short video vignettes that don't say anything. 
and I oh, think they're saddling than, still him. Still better than face the facts, man. I still no, but dude, I think they're saddling him with a bitter ex WWE guy. Like I'm going to show you WWE. No, I think maybe. they're doing that. I kind of like face the facts. I thought was actually if they had like really, you could have gone somewhere with face the facts. I know they just did the Chuck Norris joke thing. Yeah, face the facts. That's a good. That's a, it's like I got some bad news. I like bad news Barrett too. Yeah, you did. Dang MQ AEW has a relationship with AAA. In New Japan has a relationship with CMLL. That would be a stumbling block and a potential AEW New Japan partnership. I don't know that that's true. I mean, I know those relationships do exist, but yeah. I just don't think that one preclude all it all that would preclude is CMLL and AAA talent not being on the same show. Maybe, yeah. but I don't think that's a big deal. I Flat. think the resentments between all the parties are probably more. Flat. The tag tourney feels like AEW's May Young Classic. Anyone you want to see pop up? Good question. I mean, so many people are signed now. There's not a whole lot of. I know. Let me think about that. Uh, I would say, oh, the Medusa Complex. Charlie Evans and Millie uh, McKenzie. Millie McKenzie. Yeah. yeah, Millie's really good. I'm yeah. not familiar. Charlie Evans is her partner's name. They're terrific. They're both yeah. terrific. Yeah. Uh, Tina K. Do you think similar to the Warhorse trend that they would answer the challenge of Lufisto? I think Cody did respond. Just said he's not into intergender wrestling. Yeah, I like that everybody's been making custom. Uh, yeah, I know. Custom Cody TNT championships. Championship cards, rather. Uh, any more? That's all I got on Twitch. All right. That's all we got on the Patreon. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Let us know what you guys thought about tonight's AEW Dynamite in the comments below. Thanks for watching. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.